Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of the MetalDen.com. It is February 7th, 2022, Monday. Hope everyone's doing good and going to have a good start to your new week here. Lots of ground to cover before we get rocking with some music. Uh, First up, I want to talk about the new Chris Cornell report. That uh, Truth Truth for Chris report that has been posted at the MetalDen.com site. It's titled, Uncovered, Into the Darkness, Chris Cornell and the Missing Kids. This is a three-part report, so this is part one, and it's very heavy, and really starts to get down into the nitty-gritty of what I've been talking about all along with my theory that Chris was murdered uh, back in 2017 and did not commit suicide. All because of what he was learning about this uh, growing uh, elite pedophile scandal that's been referred to as several different things, but mostly uh, Pedogate or Pizzagate. So the reporting I've done subsequently all these years now, I mean, going back since then, all my reporting was huge, blew up back then and was all over the place. I had been interviewed by Detroit News. Um, all sorts of different in Romania. I mean, it's all over the place. Uh, so that's this new report is starting to get more into uh, the celebrities that were involved with Ghislaine uh, Maxwell. Now, you know, she's the one who was just on trial and was uh, connected to Jeffrey Epstein, the late uh, billionaire convicted pedophile himself that. Boy, he had a crazy ending, and all of that is stuff that's now people are starting to, you know, we're starting to learn more and more about now since this, her uh, trial has happened. So, lots of interesting information, uh, delving in more into uh, Heidi Klum and her her uh, potential involvement in the ring, with uh, as well as uh, Naomi Campbell, her connection. Uh, to a guy named uh, Flavio Briator. He is a, uh, a guy that's very interesting in the article. You'll learn more about him and his connection to everything. Um, it, it's Heidi Klum as well. And uh, they, they were uh, involved. And um, as I understand it, that's where they had a child together, as I understand it. And then she got hooked up with Seal. But at one point, she was with Martin Kirsten, Heidi Klum. Now, Martin Kirsten was the bodyguard for Chris Cornell. So this report gets more into the celebrities in, you know, in around this, uh, this ring that's been, re- you know, with Ghislaine Maxwell and the Epstein, all this stuff, get, it just continues to get bigger and bigger. So that's, that's uh, the new report you can check out. Parts two and three will be coming soon. All I can tell you is, is get ready. It's going to get heavier and heavier. Also, uh, I have my new Twitter. You know, I I was kicked off of Twitter uh, the end of last year. My uh, old account had whatever ten thousand uh, people that were on there uh, following. That is, uh, you know, I, I've had to, I've had a backup account that I don't know how I exactly got in, but was able to relaunch myself on, on Twitter. So I've, I've got, uh, at Randy Rock at Cody, you'll be able to find me there on Twitter, okay? So you'll find my profile there. It's got a lot of the killer tweets in my feed from the past and a lot of stuff that regards the stuff that I'm reporting about, uh, as well as all the Motley Crue stuff. And that's something we're going to get into as well. Um, the Motley Crue uh, stories that are continuing to come out uh, the latest one that's come out today is uh, uh, Motley Crue's working on a new album. 
and look to launch a world tour in 2023. Uh, you've got, as the story goes, that Nikki Six has been making rounds in the media as of late, uh, pumping up the forthcoming crew comeback tour. Uh, he's gone on the record to say that he's writing some new music, and it sounds like early Motley Crue. So by the time that Crew finally steps onto their uh, first stage in the USA this summer, they will have not released a new studio album in 14 years. So you can check out one of uh, uh, Six's newest interviews. I put this interview up. Here's linked at themelden.com through the Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast. And you can hear what he's got to say. He put out a new tweet saying that he's heading down to Los Angeles for work. Things are heating up with the stadium tour. So here's what is going on now. He's he's got on the record that uh, that he's he's working on this music. There is a belief that that's going to this is what's going to develop into why they're going to do the world tour because there's going to be they're going to have some some music to put out. Uh, and it's going to be make sense to really make it a big deal uh, and go full blown with it. So what it sounds like they'll do is they'll do the first round of shows um, here coming up in in the in the summer. If everything goes good with with the uh, COVID as far as restrictions, there's still a lot of shows that are going on now. Uh, I did report that you've got Ozzy, you've got Aerosmith, you've got artists like Adele. All sorts of artists across the board that are postponing tours until 2023 now. So this is a very uh, potential thing even still that that could happen with Motley Crue. That they could face another postponement. I've reported that. It's, there's very, it's still very much on the table because of what's going on with COVID. So that has nothing to do with Motley Crue or me. That, that has to do everything to do with. Fauci and all these people that make all the decisions. I don't make the decisions. I'm just reporting the news. So with that said, uh, we've also got another story uh, on Vince Neal that's been getting some, uh, I guess you say kickback. I've been, I've been getting a lot of people really pissed off about the, the uh, <laughs> this article. The article is uh, Vince Neal has been diagnosed with abdominal obesity. So Motley Crue's troubled lead vocalist Vince Neil, 60, has purportedly been diagnosed with a fairly common health condition in America that's now verging on an epidemic level across the USA. It's called abdominal obesity, believe it or not. Now, Neil, who has been desperately trying to shed uh, pounds before his band performs at the twice-postponed Crue comeback concert, slated to roll out, this summer, is now being told his gut is his biggest problem, not his massive drinking problem or faltering singing voice. As the story goes, after having been admitted into a Texas drug and alcohol abuse facility last month by his friend Ozzy, Neil was also complaining about stomach and hip pain that he was experiencing. A source inside the cruise camp has confirmed that the singer is indeed taking the diagnosis very seriously. So this uh, mishap is now being blamed on Vince's number one enemy in life, his enormous belly. Although just prior to his epic fall from grace, the crew's ex-limo driver, Al Bowman, confirmed the worst for fans, that Neil is drinking himself to death. Crew's camp themselves were adamant that Vince was not drunk when he fell. So there's nothing else that can be blamed. Abuse of alcohol and digesting way too much food without any exercise, regular exercise, you know, not just put, trying to burn it off like he's been trying to do with this crazy fat burning thing. You, you know, you, you got to sit down and you got to get some, you got to start doing some work. You got to get down on the ground and start doing some push-ups. You guys do start doing some sit-ups. You got to get some weights. You got to get out and do some walking. You know, you, let's get real. I played baseball growing up, you know, all through high school and then into, you know, amateur uh, pro baseball. Uh, you, you just can't sit around. You certainly can't get a gut. That's what this is all about. This article uh, 
delves into all of that that you have to look at with, with when you're having issues with the uh, obesity. Um, so the two most common ways to measure abdominal obesity are waist circumference and waist size compared to hip size. So that's also known as the waist to hip ratio. Now Neil is rocking what is called the Dunlop. And no, it has nothing to do with racing cars. One can sometimes say of a person's large stomach, it done lopped over your belt. <laughs> An obese stomach sufferer can easily lose their balance at times. When others who are slender do not have these issues, necessarily. And this condition relegates even a six-year-old uh, like Neil to be in the same shape as an 80-year-old suffering from arthritis. So it's a pretty serious condition because if, you're don't, if you don't have your balance, we obviously saw with him, with him falling off the stage. Do we want to see that happen again at, these, at, at the comeback shows? You know, this would just be heartbreaking. Uh, so this is this uh, diagnosis. Hopefully it's going to really wake Vince up and he'll, he'll take it... Uh, Take it seriously, like he say he's he say said he's going to because look, time is running out. We're we're now in February, folks. The summer is coming quick. So I'm glad that that uh, Nikki Six has said that he's gone out and there he's at work. You know whether they're in the studio, maybe they have some songs in the can. Maybe he's 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 going full bore with it, and they want to get some songs done, so they're. They're doing some of that kind of work because I know that they're going to have a lot of time throughout the day. They're not just going to be, you know, working on the, the uh, development of the, of the stage show. That's a big part of it, sure. But look, if he's got if he's got some music and this is going to be the last time that they can do this, okay? They're not getting younger. This is we see how much of a pain in the ass this has been to try to get them to do, just to do this. It's been four, it'll be fourteen years since they've released. A studio album by the time they hit the stage in the summer so you know it's really as I said this now it's it's put up or shut up you know Nikki six keeps going on and he, he makes the statements himself about having been writing music that he feels sounds like early Motley Crue he's either teasing everybody or he's legitimately got this this stuff and he's ready to go and word word that I'm getting is is that that there's there's starting to be a buzz, so and with him being hyped up and saying everything's a go when everybody else has been saying you know we're we're gonna go ahead and postpone, uh, it tells me that uh, you know there's a bunch of different things you have to look at it. I think Nikki Six is looking at the fact that look Vince is in the shape that he's in right now, but he's he's he could get worse, you know. So they need to try and push this even with the COVID going on. Try and get try and get Vince to finish line now, because we don't know what kind of shape Vince is going to be in later. Um, that's that's the way that I see it. I mean, that's a real fundamental way to look at things uh, when when you're looking at this kind of uh, situation with Vince Neal and his uh, he's he's only uh, reportedly been now it was a month. They said I've I've gotten word over a month. Going to have to get it exact, but uh, that he was in rehab, purportedly, uh, in Texas. So, it's not very much time. We can all see that the, he's still in some pretty bad shape. The, I'm not the one making the reports out there. These are critics, people that are out the shows. These are radio station people. People are starting to see what I've been reporting all along. Vince is in bad shape. He sounds like he's, he's speaking in baby gibberish when he's singing now. That's a problem. People are seeing it, what, we're, what I've been talking about all along. So whatever you want to blame it on, whether it's the, you know, his issue with his weight, this the abdominal obesity issue, which is, is, frankly, it's a fat gut. You can't have that when you're getting older. He's 60 years old. It's the kiss of death. It's going to, it's going to bring upon many things, unfortunately, if he doesn't change it. So this is his opportunity now where he's got several more months here, several months, 
You know, send his ass to boot camp, man. <laughs> I was in the Marines in the boot. Send him there for a bit. He'll lose some weight. <laughs> He's got to do something. You know, all this other talk of, of burning off this stuff with this revolutionary stuff is gonna was gonna burn it all off for him. No, man, you gotta get down and grind, brother. You got to get down. You got to put down the cheeseburgers and, and, and the big shake that you've been loving on. That's probably got some alcohol poured in it. You need to fucking put down the cocaine for a little bit. Not saying forever. And I'm not saying you you know you can't do some some of it once in a while. But you can't do it all the frickin' time, man. You can't drink all the frickin' time. And you can't go around being an asshole to people all the time. And so that's a lot of stuff that I'm going to be reporting on, too. I've got lots of cool reporting coming uh, besides the Chris Cornell stuff. Of course, more stuff on uh, Chester Bennington. I've got uh, stuff I'll be writing about. The Actually, the report I'm going to do is on Savannah. Remember her, the porn star that, that uh, supposedly committed suicide? Well, she was the ex-girlfriend of Vince Neil. And so uh, there's uh, there's some stuff going there, some theories going uh, about her possibly being murdered. And um, not saying it was Vince, but there's some issues with some of his testimony after her death. With how he downplayed his relationship with her. That kind of starts to lead to some suspicion. So that uh, pl plays into what Al Bowman uh, had been talking about in terms of uh, their wild and, and uh, partying ways as, as the, uh, with the world's most satanic band in the 80s. Uh, that he delivered Mickey Six and uh, Anton LaVey to satanic parties in, in Hollywood. Um, and was... was was told to to get Motley Crue virgins, okay, for them to be able to, uh, for him to, however he got them, I'm not saying he abducted them, I'm saying that he was to invite girls uh, to these, uh, to these satanic parties, and so <clears throat> there's a lot of different cases surrounding around that time of girls that went missing that I've learned about. Um, that's very, very interesting. And so we're going to get into a lot of that stuff here throughout the, the year, uh, including, uh, I've got a story about a girl named Tammy Lynn Leopard. I don't know if you guys ever heard of her, but that's, that's a really interesting one. She was a girl that was an actress that was coming out to, uh, to Hollywood back in around the time that Motley Crue was starting to come big. She was going to want to go to Hollywood. And there's there's different information that she may have actually made out to Hollywood before her disappearance. So that's stuff that I'm investigating right now. But she it came out of Florida. And she was actually, she appeared in the movie Scarface, as I understand it. She was, uh, and some other movies. Uh, but, but I'm looking into this case because it ties into a, a bunch of other things I'm looking into. Besides Savannah, uh, her, her death. And so we're going to look at some of these different uh, cases, but as well, uh, we've got the Truth for Chris, Truth for Chester shirts are available again. You can see there's a spot there at the bottom of the Melden.com where you can per you can hit the purchase button. Uh, I will be also uh, issuing some uh, information via press release soon about the upcoming TMD debut NFT collection. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's going to be pretty interesting. I'll have a lot more reporting coming on the different uh, subjects we were working on last year, like uh, the Titanic bombshell of, on you know the whole thing about that being you know staged for it to be, uh, and it was there was explosives involved. So that's something that we're all learning about uh, as far as as far as. Uh, Brandon Lee, I'll be d diving more in, into that uh, matter and getting more into, uh, as well, the Zodiac Killer. So all sorts of different things I'll be tackling before uh, the year is up here. That's the plan. Uh, of course, I'm not writing reports as much as I was. Uh, you know, I was just a machine going back these past five years. And I'm slowing down, getting older. I am happy to report that... Uh, here in February, it marks 17 years since I created the Metal Den back on MySpace. 
and then I, I the next year in 06, I hooked up with Eddie Karam out of Florida as well at the Edge Factory uh, promotions, and he helped helped me get the the website going after I was initially writing for Metal Underground site. And so here we are 17 years later, and I'm still doing it. So it's it's pretty amazing. I'm somewhere over 20,000 posts at the the dot com. My goal is to get to 20 years. So uh, before I would even consider potential retirement. Uh, or 33,333 posts, which obviously would be for Dimebag, who is the main inspiration for the Metal Den and why I started this whole crazy journey in the first place. Um, love you, brother. So that's what this is all about, is you know just celebrating uh, the different things that, that have been accomplished at the metal van. I mean, for the past couple of years, just alone, I mean, I've been interviewed more times than any celebrity out there. I've been interviewed everywhere. Uh, real proud of that on FM rock radio, WQEE 99.1, Ryan O'Neill. Check him out on Facebook. I'll tell you what, all sorts of different other, uh, this drinking life blog, I mean, different people that I've been able to, uh, uh, Christian uh, Paranormal podcast uh, on Spotify. I mean, just there's one after the other. So it's so many different ones, and uh, I just I'm really happy to I've had this success because I think it's really important at this time that we're in here, uh, which is the end of days, that someone has the balls <laughs> to truly report what is going on in this world. The truth, okay, not what the mainstream is is feeding to you with, which is nonstop lies and bullshit. You want to talk about hoaxes? Yeah, I write hoaxes every now and then, but let's get real. These guys are pumping out hoaxes dozens per day, lies, straight up propaganda of the new world order, MK Ultra programming. You know what I do is it started as an April Fool's hoax writing only back just a handful of years ago. Now, I've been doing this for, like I said, 17 years. Well, I didn't start doing any hoaxes until 2017. So that's five years. <clears throat> so only five years out of the 17. So the first 12, I never wrote a hoax. So I start writing some hoaxes on April Fool's, and they explode. They're huge and fun. You know what? I've taken it to a little bit to the next level. I, I like to use them as a weapon now. I like to use them whenever I like to, just like the mainstream news media does. So you know what? Two can play at that game. <laughs> so people get pissed off at me when I post a hoax article. Oh, Rocket, you know, that was real. You're a jerk. You know, it's like, well, oh, well. You know, look, I'm not here for a popularity contest. This is, a lot of it really is for me is just personally for shits and giggles at this point. Um... But there's a lot of truth in a lot of the stuff that I'm reporting all around anyways that is still being called a hoax. And I've done, I'm the big asshole on the block. So it doesn't matter what I post. It, I, I, can't, I can't win. <laughs> so the bottom line is, is that I'm going to keep doing me. Uh, you keep doing you. And uh, we'll see where things, uh, you know, how they turn out. Uh, I can tell you that this stuff with uh, Motley Crue is, is something that people keep saying, you know, well, why are you, why do you keep reporting on it? Well, what do you mean why do I keep reporting on it? This is the biggest, one of the biggest rock and roll comebacks in history. And these guys are coming back at the, at the age of 60 and beyond. I mean, what's his name? Mick Mars looks like he's 150. Okay. And he's barely just standing up there, barely can do anything. It looks like, I mean, he, a lot of people, there was... An article at my site this week. It was a it was a hoax itself, a, a joke article that that was put out there by somebody else that that uh, Mick Mars had died, a hoax. And so I put out an article saying Mick Mars is not dead. So, but you know the the bomb. Although he you know he's still a great guitar player. Don't get me wrong. The bomb line is is that how much how great is this concert going to be? Really going to be how big is this comeback going to be? Really. When when you've got him really really hurting from this this disease that he's got, 
that's debilitating, like an arthritic condition in his spine. And then you've got Vince Neal, who's really, he's this is a guy who's not in the greatest shape. He's fallen off the stage already. He could have killed himself before he even got to this, this opportunity for the comeback. So, really stupid. I mean, I really hope that they get him to stop playing solo shows uh, before, before this all happens because God forbid something happens and he hurts himself or whatever before they even get him out onto the stage during these big summer comeback uh, shows. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the, the new music with Motley Crue. And uh, anything that I hear, of course, I'll, I'll let you all know and try to keep you updated at themelden.com and at my site, randyrocketcody.com. All right, let's get rocking with some music.
It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want. As long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths in prisons. Before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. <laughs> It's true. It's true. 
It's true. Well, well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. It would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs, why these fucking pussies? You can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? You know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year? 9,000, that's all. It's a minor risk. <laughs> Take a fucking chance, bunch of goddamn pussies. Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, uh, All right, let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one, ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. So, so personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, the poor section, on New Year's morning during a soccer riot, and you know something, in spite of all that so-called risky behavior, I never get infections. I don't get them. I don't get colds, I don't get flu, I don't get headaches, I don't get upset stomachs. And I, you know why? Because I got a good, strong immune system and it gets a lot of practice. My immune system is equipped with the biological equivalent of fully automatic military assault rifles with night vision and laser scopes. And we have recently acquired phosphorus grenades, cluster bombs, and anti-personnel fragmentation mines. So, when my white blood cells are on patrol, reconnoitering my bloodstream, seeking out strangers and other undesirables, if they see any, any, suspicious-looking germs of any kind, they don't fuck around. They whip out the weapons, they wax the motherfucker, and deposit the unlucky fellow directly into my colon. Into my colon. There's no nonsense. There's no Miranda warning. There's none of that three strikes and you're out shit. First defense, bam, into the colon you go. And speaking of my colon, I want you to know I don't automatically wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom, okay? Can you deal with that? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know when I wash my hands? When I shit on them. That's the only time. That's the o And you know how often that happens? Tops, tops, two, three times a week, tops. Maybe a little more frequently over the holidays, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you something else, my well-scrubbed friends. You don't always need a shower every day. Did you know that? It's overkill. Unless you work out, or work outdoors, or for some reason come in intimate contact with huge amounts of filth and garbage every day, you don't always need a shower. All you really need to do is to wash the four key areas. Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. Got that? Armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. In fact, you can save yourself a whole lot of time if you simply use the same brush on all four areas. 
appreciate it. Thank you. Hey.
Special night is our last show that I thought it was uh, appropriate to do love song. I wrote this about this girl that I met about five years ago. I was going to come out with some money, you know, and try to live out here for a while, and. Uh, I met this girl and I wanted to impress her, you know, so we went through all my cash in about a year. <laughs> then one day she said, you know, Sam, it's, uh, there's something missing from our relationship. I said, uh, well, it wouldn't be the cash by any chance, would it, honey? <laughs> she said, no, uh, we found so many special things about each other. I just, I hate to see it all go to waste because the passion's gone. She says, can we still like see each other once in a while and uh, have lunch or see a movie or just to be friends? I said, yeah, friends. I think I know what you mean. I become some kind of emotional tampon that you need four or five days a month. But no one else will take your fucking bullshit. Well, we don't fuck. Isn't that about right, honey? That's what friends is. We don't fuck, right? She said, well, yeah, that's kind of it. I wrote this song, it goes like this. You fucking whore! You use me! You never love me! I'll be a slide under a gas lug and taste your own fucking blood! Say 
world we know has suffered from the system we once knew. Our values were twisted and defiled by the machine, but resistance is growing stronger. We will fight for our future. Humanity depends on us. Do not let our enemy prevail. If you are listening to this, you are the resistance. To keep right away from my